0: Welcome to Your Best Writing Life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week I bring you tips and strategies from experts in the writing and publishing industry to help you excel in your craft. I'm so glad you're listening in today. Today we're going to be sharing about the developmental editing process, and my industry expert, is award-winning writer Edwina Perkins. Edwina is the assistant director of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference. She's also the coordinator for Mentoring Moments and the manager for Sensitivity Between the Lines. You need to check that out. Both of these are in conjunction with the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference. As an acquisitions editor with Ironstream and for Harambe Press, she desires to see ethnic writers published. As a longtime member of Word Weavers International, she now serves on the advisory board. And along with being an award-winning author, Edwina is an experienced teacher, speaker, freelance editor, and a sensitivity reader. She is also a freelance writer with guideposts. One of Edwina's passions is to coach and mentor others in their writing. Edwina, it is so good to have you back on your best writing life.
1: I am so glad to be here, Linda, and that you asked me to come back on. This is just a thrill for me.
0: Well, we have a lot to cover today, right? So, Edwina, here's the first thing we're going to look at because we're covering the developmental editing process. And this is a process that many of our writers get hung up on because they're not exactly sure what it means to have a developmental editor. So let's start with that question. What is a developmental editor? And then also share with us what they do for the writer.
1: Linda, a developmental editor is someone who works with the author and they'll give them notes regarding the content and the structure. Sometimes this is done in a letter form. Sometimes it's done in the margin. They'll give feedback because what they want to do is bring out the best version of a writer's manuscript. And in doing that, they are your fresh eyes. They're looking at your manuscript in a way that you don't because you're emotionally attached. Mm -hmm. And with that attachment, it's hard to you know, remove yourself from the big picture. So your developmental editor will take what you give them. They'll give you comments and things that they're asking you to do in order for your manuscript to be the best version it can be. They're there to help you. And that's so important to understand. They're not there to strip all of your creativity or, you know, be the, Editor with the baseball bat and bashing you. Um, But they're there to help you. And one of the things that I also emphasize because I'm a sensitivity reader is as I do developmental editing, I'm looking for those areas that deal with other cultures to make sure that they're being authentic. And I'll give feedback on that as well.
0: So A developmental editor basically is right there in the word. They're helping the writer develop their manuscript. They're helping the writer look at what the writer's basics are and how can this be structured into a readable content with, you know, enough words. And you said like they do stuff in the margin. So... I guess if it's digital what they're looking at is track changes. So they offer track changes, they talk to the writer and say have you considered this or this you might want to take your writing this direction. Is that is that is that right? That's exactly right. They will often ask you questions.
1: They're not going to, you know, go and dig into your grammar per se, but they'll they'll ask you did you realize this or did you mean that? Or how can you bring this character out more? Because they can go deep or they can pull back. But the idea is they're looking at the overall content that you've sent to them and trying to get give you an opportunity to revisit it with some guidance and direction. Because like I said earlier, You need a fresh pair of eyes on what you've written, and I've discovered that a lot of writers I work with there's more in their head than what's on the paper, Uh, and so I like to encourage them, give you know go deeper, give more because it's going to make their manuscript so much stronger, and even with the nonfiction writers that I've worked with, the encouragement of I want you to connect. Um, When you say it this way, I feel like you're being removed from your audience. They need to know you're being real, that you have something to say. And I want you to imagine as a nonfiction writer that you're across the table from someone and you're having coffee or tea and you've got a message to deliver. You're not going to be pointing a finger, but you're inviting them into the the words that you're writing so that it can be the best that it can be to be received.
0: Yeah, I like that. How long does it take to, or how long can a writer expect to be with a developmental editor? What are the parameters that decides, are you going to be with them for a month, for a couple months? What are we looking at that way?
1: What you're looking at is the timeliness. When a developmental editor starts working with a writer, one of the first things they're going to want to know is do you have a time limit or time constraint? And they're going to do everything they can to work within that time limit. But you need to know as a writer, when they send things back to you, you are also working within the time restraints that you've given. So if you've got questions to ask, or you want to dive deeper in another part of your manuscript in order to have a better understanding of what's being asked of you, you've got to get, you've got to do your work as a writer to get it back to the developmental editor. So it depends on the author. Some authors are going, you know, at a, pace that they're comfortable with and you could be with them for months or longer depending on what you're looking for. But usually I think a developmental editor will work within those time constraints. They can, you know, a number can get things done in a month if that's the requ- the request, but they can't do it if you don't tell them.
0: That's good because they're they're working for you as the writer and they're working within time constraints, but we also, as you said, as a writer, we also have to be timely with our response and our interaction with the developmental editor. If they send us something, we've got to send something back. Well, Adwina, you shared some great information with us here at the start as far as what a developmental editor is. So what's the difference between a developmental edit and a copy edit? or at least those positions, the editor, what do they do differently? I want you
1: to imagine that the developmental editor is looking at the whole world. They look at where the trees are planted. They look at the clouds and the sky and the sun. And so they're looking at the big picture. They're not necessarily looking at the minute things. The copy editor picks up a magnifying glass and they're looking at the bark on the tree and the bugs on the ground and they're trying to catch everything. Your developmental editor is there to help you with flow, structure, and plot. And they may catch some of the spelling and grammatical issues, um, but your copy editor is the one who does that. They're In some ways, at opposite ends of the spectrum. Your developmental editor is the first editor you really should consider using, and they want to walk with you through the process and help you understand where there could be issues. Your copy editor doesn't really want to see your manuscript until it's done, they don't like to deal with the work in progress, whereas your developmental editor can enter that process wherever you need them.
0: This is good because we need to get, we don't want to get our cart before the horse. We want to make sure that our, our flow as a writer setting up what it is that we are writing about. Is it this type of nonfiction? Is it this type of fiction? Whatever it is, we have to have that full concept, that full understanding. And then it doesn't go into the copy editing process until all of that is in place. Then it goes into the hands of a copy editor. And you had mentioned earlier a little bit about nonfiction and how you can be a developmental editor for nonfiction. What what is the difference between fiction and nonfiction and a developmental edit? Are they doing something different there?
1: They are a little bit. You need to understand, as writers, we need to understand, with nonfiction, we really want to connect with our audience. We have something to say, but we want to connect in the most effective way. And that's what your developmental editor is looking for. And it's critical for nonfiction writers to use them. And you need to kind of imagine that you're sitting across the table from someone having coffee or tea, And if there is a disconnect between you and the person on the other side of the table, it's going to be hard for you to get your message across. Now, imagine that there's a person at the end of the table who's between you, and they're in some ways translating what you're trying to say in order to reach this person. And a, a developmental editor is that person who joins you at the table to make sure what you're saying is said in the most effective way now for fiction writers they want you to connect with your audience as well but they're going to look at the readability of your plot and your structure they're going to see if there's a flow going on with your writing and that's kind of the difference they're both team players they the Developmental Editor for Fiction and the Developmental Editor for nonfiction want they want what's best for your manuscript. so if you can you know accept that they're coming to the table with you to help you present the best you can with what you're writing
0: and I like that, and I know that with fiction writing, you have a lot of different characters that's in your fiction. And with a developmental editor, they can point out things that we didn't realize we had left out, or maybe someone showed up and we acted like they've been in it the whole time, or something like that. They'll be able to go, Wait, you've got to keep all of this straight. Is that true? That is so true. And
1: a good developmental editor will help you try to go deeper with what you're doing. We all know to show versus tell. Mm. But also in the showing, you need your characters to be shown as real people. And a developmental editor will look at the process and go, this character needs more work. And this is what I want writers not to be afraid of. Your developmental editor may say, this, this character is not adding to your story. Consider taking them out. Now, I can imagine as a fiction writer, the first thing you're going to want to do is bristle. But if you can listen to what your developmental editor is saying, and you take that character out, you may find that it flows better. So that's, you know, with fiction, there's, there's so many components. But your developmental editor is looking at all of them. Good.
0: We spoke about manuscript, we spoke about that the copy editor doesn't want an incomplete manuscript. But that said, at what stage does a writer consider using the services of a developmental editor with their manuscript? Does it have to be partially completed? Can they maybe have a concept, but not a full manuscript? Help us out with that. With,
1: and I'm sure you're probably tired of hearing me say developmental editor, so I'm going to say DE. With the DE, they're usually in the first step of editing with you. Now, it's better if you've got a completed draft because then they can see your your whole flow. But they can also review big chunks of your work to see what's going on with it. Uh, So you want to use them as your first editor. Now, you can have beta readers. You can have friends who read your manuscript as well. But when you get to the editing part, start with the developmental editor. And here's what you need to know as writers. The process is different for everyone. Some writers prefer to use the services of a developmental editor early on to help solidify broader ideas. So you you may really just kind of be um, starting. You've got Some ideas, and you've got some things down on paper, and you need someone to help you develop what you're doing. Whereas there are others who are like, I'm done, read the whole thing, give me feedback. And I personally have worked with both. I've worked with those who are like, give me, you know, they want to give me three chapters at a time. And we work there, but I also have to remind them. Based on what they give me in the future, those three chapters, something in there may change. Mm. Um, With one writer, I actually encouraged her, you got to get rid of the first chapter based on what you're doing now. Mm. Um, And that's hard. But when she took it away, she even saw the beginning of her second chapter. She said, this is really where the book starts. I'm like, yes, that's my point. But had she been able to give me the entire manuscript, that probably would have been one of the first things I suggested versus us working through it. So you have to decide what you're looking for and what your expectations are with a DE. um, And that needs to come to the table pretty much immediately.
0: Okay. But I like that you said if you have your idea and you want to go to a DE and say, This is what's in my head, but I can't I can't separate it out to make it flow. Someone who's worth their salt is going to be able to say, That's all right, let's take a look at what you have. I see the premise. And so you're gonna, you know, you've got this sticky note and this sticky note. So you've got a lot of different concepts for your chapters. Let's see how they're going to flow best together to deliver to the reader the promise of your title, the promise of your precept for your book. That's what we want to be able to do. And so a DE can help them start putting that structure together, and then they work on it and flesh it out and then move on from there. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Because if they can remember that a DE is a critical person to have in the editing process, and they can help evaluate the author's work.
0: This is good. What can a writer do to prepare to work with a DE? Okay,
1: so this is
0: where you really
1: need to listen because there's so many things you can do. Okay. One of the things you need to realize though is a DE is paid. And if you're going to pay for their services, you want to get the best service you can. And that's when you're working with them. So here's one of the things I would say is let your DE know your concerns. Is your are you concerned that it's too wordy or poorly organized? Kind of like what we said in the beginning of the process. You can use a DE to help you organize your thoughts and what's going on. Um, Is it too technical? And you'll find that with nonfiction that sometimes it can get too tech, or yes, with nonfiction, sometimes it gets too technical instead of being personable. Um, Is the storytelling weak? Are there words you think you're using too much? And things like that. So if you can say, here's some of my concerns. And don't be afraid to hide it. Uh, The more your DE knows about what you're looking for, the more they can help you fix the problem. So know that you need to let them know what's going on. I mentioned this earlier, timeliness is very important. Is there a due date for completion? Your DE will work hard, to meet the deadline, but you have to work just as hard to reach back out to them if you still have questions based on what they've shared with you. And one thing that's extremely important is you have to trust them and you have to respect them. Remember, I just said you're paying them for their expertise. So you need to be able to trust and respect what they're doing with your work. They are not emotionally tied to the writing as you are. And when they see your manuscript for the first time, they can spot the rough areas more easily than you can. And experienced DE, they're like a good problem solver. And they've come in to help you fix those problems that you're not seeing. Kind of like a mechanic. Now, you may think nothing's wrong with your car but you take it in to get service and all of a sudden the mechanic says, "Oh, you know what? You're on the verge of needing new tires. You could be in an accident or oh, there's you've got an oil leak." Now, when you're driving around, you haven't been aware of any of this until it crashes. Mm. And a DE is there as your mechanic to try to help you not to crash. Um and something else that I think is very important is one of the things you can do for your DE is be teachable. And that's something that will be discovered early on in the process. So here are several other points that you want to be able to share. And that is, who is your target audience? And what is the goal of the book for your audience? Are you trying to teach something? Are you trying to, you know, with your fiction, get a message across? So what is the goal of your book? And very important, what is the publishing model? Are you doing traditional, hybrid, or self-publishing? Because that will also impact the timeliness of when the manuscript needs to be done. Is this the first draft or final draft? This is where I would encourage, bring in your beta readers. Um, they can help you with some of those issues initially. So it could still be the first draft, but that's gonna be important for your DE to know. How open are you to significant changes, mm-hmm. such as rearranging chapters and parts of a chapter? If your DE knows, nope, this is the structure, this is the way I want to go, the suggestions may be made knowing you're not going to want to change, but at least they know in advance you're going to want to keep it the way it is. Because you do have the final say. You are the author of your manuscript. Again, we are there to help you, not control you and we'll make the suggestions, but you have the final say. And so again, the question is, is there room to redefine the main idea? Or is that completely settled? As a DE, we may see something in your writing that says, I'm not sure that, you know, you're saying this is the main idea, but this point may make a more effective approach to what you're writing. But if you're completely just you completely decided that nope it's settled again d is not going to push the point they're just going to point out here's the suggestion and then move on
0: well for me i want to go no 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 i want it to be the best that it can be so i want to depend on your area of expertise this is my premise this is my concept But how is it going to be received best by the reader? And so I go that direction. But knowing that I do have a voice with a developmental editor, that actually gives me a sense of safety where Mm -hmm. I can say to them, okay, I see what you're doing, but it's a little bit confusing to me or... I'm not necessarily tracking with you in this area. I still have the ability to say that, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Because it's teamwork. You're
1: working as a team. And you have the ability to say that. Your developmental editor is there as a coach. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when you think of coaching, even in sports, and the first thing that comes to mind for me is baseball. You know, they're going to help you learn how to hold a the bat. They're going to help you learn how to spot those curveballs and those fastballs. They're going to show you how to stand. They're going to show you how to catch. Um, but they're not going to go out there and do it for you. Mm. And that's the idea of a developmental editor. They're not going to do it for you. They're not going to rewrite for you. But they are going to give you those coaching tips that are gonna help you in the process. So you definitely have a role. If, as a baseball coach, I taught someone everything they need to know about baseball and how to be a good player, and this individual decided to remain on the bench, there's nothing more I can do. Mm. Um, And it's the same with using a developmental editor. They're there to help coach you, they're there to help, help you, but if you decide that it goes back to teachability, you really don't want what they have to offer. I I have two questions for you. One, why are you paying them? And two, why did you contact them? Um, right. So it's it's all about the teamwork with the developmental editor.
0: And then remembering, folks, too, is that once you do have your manuscript with a developmental editor, they give you the concepts, you're working together, then you're responsible to flesh out the manuscript, to implement track changes, to do all of that. And then after that, you still need to have a professional copy edit, content edit still needs to be done because you've made changes. And that's not necessarily the grammar and all of this is not the job of a developmental editor. This is a separate eyes-on concept. So we want to make sure that we have that flowing as well, which is what Edwina has shared with us. All right, so right. Right now, that we're, now that we're here, I know that you said you have some tips on the developmental editing process. How do you want to share that with our listener?
1: I have five tips. For five the tips. Five tips. Remember that. Fits on a hand. Five fingers, five tips. The first one is you need to find a good editor. You want a developmental editor who has a few years of experience in the book publishing industry, as well as they have experience in your genre, your writing, whether it's historical fiction or adult, young adult or romance or science fiction. You need to be able to trust that editor's knowledge in the genre. Now I will confess I'm working with two historic fiction writers, historical fiction writers. And when I first started, I was like, oh wow, they really wanted me to work with them. Well, guess what I've been reading a ton of? (laughs) Historical fiction. Because I want to give them the best I can. And actually I've discovered I really like historical fiction. It has allowed me to be able to point things out like, okay, that's that's very modern in the time frame that you're in, you need to choose another way of saying this, even with those that I'm working with who are writing actually I'm working with a number of authors who are writing about slavery, and I can do the same thing it as a writer, you bring in who you are, and sometimes who you are doesn't fit with your time frame mm-hmm. uh, so you have to be careful with those modern cliches or how people speak to one another. And so I've learned a lot just reading historical fiction, diving more into information about slavery. So you want to make sure that your editor can give you the expertise that you need for the genre that you're writing. And in that same vein, I've said it before, you need to be able to trust their knowledge. And this is also under when you find a good DE, make sure you're compatible with your personalities, with understanding your writing style and provide, you know, open and honest communication between the two of you. Um, Because the DE, you want them to also respect your vision. So personality is very important in this point. If you do not kind of, If you're not compatible, then you're going to have a hard time trusting them. And they're going to have a hard time communicating with you. So that's all under number one. Okay. Number two, be open-minded. And this, for some authors, is hard because you're receiving critical feedback on your writing. Sometimes this will involve... Encouraging you to cut out particular moments within your story that you may want to hold on to. Your editor's not going to force you to take their advice. But as a writer, you do need to be open-minded to their ideas and how they can help you. If you're not, you're going to find yourself constantly at odds with your developmental editor over your work. And it becomes more of a a fight. But you might discover that this DE isn't the person who's a right fit for you. And when you find yourself in that constant head-butting mode, you're definitely not going to trust them. And they're going to get frustrated because you're not going to want to take what they're suggesting to you. So you have to be open-minded And that can sometimes be hard because our writing is our baby. Mm -hmm. Um, And someone might tell you, here's a better way to clean your baby up. And you're like, "Uh, no, my baby doesn't need cleaning. And that falls into, well, can you be open-minded that this possibly needs to be done? So first is find a good developmental editor. Connecting with your personality is very important. Second is be open-minded because you are getting feedback. And sometimes as a writer, getting critiqued is often difficult. The third is be prepared to rewrite. I've been waiting this whole time to tell you this. (laughs) You will rewrite. I am punctuating every word because that's going to happen you don't do one edit. I asked the writer many, many years ago, well, maybe not that many, but enough where I remembered her words. She had written probably close to 75 books at that point. And I know she's well past that now. And someone said, how often do you edit personally? And she said, I probably edit six or seven times before I send it to the developmental editor. And we dropped our mouths open and she said, Mm -hmm. and I have, you know, two or three rounds and sometimes more with the developmental editor. And then it goes to the copy editor. Well, in my mind, I went, man, that's a lot of editing, but you have to be prepared to rewrite. A developmental editor may completely shake your foundation which is going to cause you to rewrite. You may have to consider certain plot elements, the setting, or conversations that aren't telling your story the way you think. So be prepared to dedicate a significant amount of time to rework. Not only could you be advised to add, take away, or change several chapters, but you may have to go back and make sure those Alterations flow with your old work. So you, again, have the final say, but be prepared to rewrite. Even, you know, hopefully it's not the whole manuscript. That would be very difficult. But scenes or sections are working on the development of a character. Um, they're not going to just, a developmental editor is not just going to give you a stamp of approval. They, again, want to work with you, you're in it as a team, and be prepared to rewrite. Um, There's this crazy joke that I'm sure most of you've heard. Pete and repeat got in the boat. Pete got out. Who's left?
0: Repeat. Repeat.
1: Okay. Edit and re-edit got in the boat. Edit got out. Who's left? Re-edit. (laughs) Re-edit. So get ready for some of that. It's going to happen. So quick reminder, find a good developmental editor. Be open-minded. Prepare to rewrite, um, which means you're doing some self-editing and you're working with your developmental editor. Then focus on the big picture. The big picture is you're trying to get this manuscript out and you want it to be the best it can be. Don't nitpicky the small details. Try to see the whole thing that your developmental editor is trying to do for you. When you get into the nitpicky, you become your own copy editor. Mm -hmm. That's going to frustrate you. It's going to frustrate the developmental editor when they're saying, wait, wait, what you're doing here is going to affect where you're going with this manuscript. So, the focus when working with a development editor needs to be about the big ideas. How are all the main pieces of the story going to work together? Not the micro, tiny things that could be going on. That's the job of the copy editor. And then the fifth thing, you have to practice patience. This editing process is Most involved, and oftentimes changing one part of a manuscript can result in a necessary change everywhere else. Like if you change a character, well, if this character is all the way through your manuscript, whatever you change, you're going to have to go back into the manuscript, find this character, and continue to follow through with what you've agreed on. You have to be patient. And if you can understand that it's worth the time to be patient and work together, you're going to have a much stronger book. Mm -hmm. So, the five tips again find a good developmental editor, be open minded, be prepared to rewrite, focus on the big picture,
0: and practice
1: patience. These
0: are five keys that we can use in every area of our writing too, but especially here today with the developmental editing. Great Mm -hmm. practice. Great practice. Good. Well, you have given us a lot to work with today, and I'm going to ask you a question that's not necessarily pertinent to writing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Edwina Perkins, what brings you joy?
1: I would have to say when my two and a half year old grandson walks into our house and he lifts his hands up to me for me to pick him up. Mm -hmm. And I pick him up and he squeezes my neck and he calls me Nona, which is my grandmother name. And the reason that brings me joy is I can only imagine holding my hands up to my heavenly father, wrapping my arms around his neck and going, dad.
0: Mm. So nice. That brings me joy. It brings me joy. Just you sharing that. It brings you joy. Thank you so much. And talk about bringing joy. What is your giveaway for our listeners today.
1: I'm so excited about this giveaway because I know our listeners have been drinking from a fire hydrant. And some of them may even be going, how many times am I going to have to listen to this in order to get all this information? Well, guess what? The show notes tips from today is my giveaway to you
0: and use it to help make your manuscript stronger. No. Oh, yay. You're so good. You're giving us information, you're equipping us with how-tos, and then you're also giving us guidelines and tips that we can download and take a look at again and again. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Greatly appreciate that. Edwina, it has been a joy having you on. Thank you for being here, and we do have the links. We have actually we have two email links. I'd like you to ex- Explain what the two email links are for so that our listeners can utilize them correctly. We have the btl at gmail.com, harambe press at gmail.com. Give us the intent of both of those.
1: I'm going to start with sensitivity BTL, which is sensitivity between the lines. If you are looking for someone to Review your manuscript to see if it's authentic when you're writing about another culture. Then you can reach out to me at SensitivityBTL and I will connect you with a sensitivity reader who can help you maneuver through that. In some ways, they're a developmental editor, but their focus is very specific and they're going to focus on the individual or the culture that you're writing about, but yet you're not a part of HarambePress.com is more my work email and anything else, any other reason you want to reach out to me, send it to Harambe. And for those of you who don't know, because some people are like, what is Harambe? It means it's Swahili and it means a pulling together. And I seriously believe if we don't start pulling together as writers of all ethnicities, then we're not going to represent what God wants us to through our writing.
0: This is good. We have those links that are there. We also have the your blog, let'stalkwriters.com dot com blog, your Facebook link, many many links for everyone to take advantage of. Edwina, again. Thank you for being here with us on Your Best Writing Life. Thank you, Linda. You've been the
1: best. And if I could leave just one final point. Oh, I'd love it. I want you to think about your developmental editors like a cheerleader. This person is in your corner rooting for you and wanting to see you grow.
0: I like that. We can all use cheerleaders. Why not let it be the one who's working on our project with us?
1: Yes. And I'm cheerleading you, Linda, for all that you've done. Thank you. Thank you for this podcast. It touches my life and so many more. So I can't thank you enough for that.
0: You're so good. You make me smile. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Good. And thank you, my friends, for joining with us today. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review because what you have to say matters as much as what you have to write. This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being here with you next time on Your Best Writing Life.